Hey, Watch What Happens Live listeners. Spring is almost here, and my favorite way to celebrate the nice weather is taking a long walk with a great story from Audible. Audible's app makes it super easy to listen anytime, anywhere. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title to keep every month from their entire catalog. I'm a total mystery hound and have been loving Frieda McFadden's Housemaid series. They're super addictive whodunits with outrageous twist endings. If you love a good mystery too, you might even be able to snag the first one for free. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WWHL or text WWHL to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WWHL or text WWHL to 500-500. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to the Bravo Clubhouse for the podcast edition of Watch What Happens Live with me, Andy Cohen. Hey everybody, it's Andy. It is our last show of the summer. I will say, one of the things I love about doing this show, I love so much about it, but we do get a real chunky summer vacation. And I love it. And today we are going out on a big high. We've got Stephen Colbert alone, solo, in the clubhouse it's gonna be amazing i'm so psyched see you in there i'm your hostess and he's my little cupcake it's watch what happens live with stephen colbert now I'm Andy Cohen in the Bravo Clubhouse for our final show before summer break, feeling like a drunk kid on the last day of school. My guest tonight is an award-winning writer, producer, and host who is so gracious that he's returned to the clubhouse even though I shoved him at the Met Gala because he was blocking my view of Madonna. Welcome back to the host. Welcome back the host of the late show with Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. <laughs> shoved me out of the way because I was between you and Madonna. He goes, uh, excuse me. I go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Next time I'll sweep the leg is what you said to me. (laughs) Is that what I said? You said that. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, To help kick off our summer hiatus and to get my gay staffers to pay their long-standing bar tabs, it's Philip Russo from Sip and Twirl on Fire Island. Good to see you, Philip. What's my drink of choice? Your drink of Maker's Mark and ginger ale. Very good. Yes. With? In a tall. Yes. Tall. If it's not a tall, you won't drink it. Yes. That's right. I want to get started tonight. Uh, the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion aired, as you know. Of course. Um, the, a lot of news coming out of Potomac tonight. Sure. 
Um, you are from Potomac? Uh, I'm from Bethesda, which right. is also in Montgomery County. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. If you were in Bethesda, you would be considered Girl. a Potomac yeah. housewife. I, I want to get yeah. your opinions about some hot button kind of issues oh, that came up so, tonight. I'm so ready. If you passed a former Miss United States in an airport, would you recognize her? Ms. United States? Yes. No. Right. Um, Ashley said that Karen turns into Kern when she drinks. Do you have an alter ego when you drink? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Steve Colbert. Okay. Um, would you get advice from a website called Not For Lazy Dads? Yeah, sure, I would uh, do that. If you had a sinus infection, how would you treat it? Medicine or essential oils? Um... I, I I would say essential liquor. Uh, if your wife, I find if you dissolve a Robitussin tablet in a shot of Jack Daniels, it doesn't matter how you feel. I find that too. Cheers. Mm. If your wife had told you you ain't ahead of your wedding day, would you have married her? No. No. Um, what would you do if your wife shared intimate details about your nether regions with her friends and on national television? What do you mean if? Right. <laughs> that happens all the time. Well, Heavy, not uh, on national television. Right, But yes. there have been times when I've said, why did you tell your sister that? Nice. <laughs> Thank you very much, Stephen Colbert. It's the State of the Reunion. Wow, really? Really? Yeah. She told your sister She told her sister versus. things about a place where we had been together. I'm like, why would you tell her that? She goes, I guess I was kind of bragging. Right. Wow. Yeah. And that was just a couple months ago? Yeah, I was right on the way over here. Right. Before we get to your questions for Stephen Colbert, here's what three things I'm obsessed with tonight. First, long before Erica Jane was cable television's favorite alter ego, Stephen Colbert's right-wing pundit alter ego was causing quite a pretty mess of his own on The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. So here's what, Stephen, I'm going to ask you about some of the most major moments the other Stephen Colbert encountered. You tell me what the actual Stephen Colbert was thinking. Okay. okay, if okay. I can remember. It was a long um, time ago. Yes. Bill O'Reilly, you called Bill Papa Bear on the show. What nickname would you really like to give him? Um, uh, sack of decaying meat. Okay. Um, George W. Bush, you appeared in character at the 2006 White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yes. To me, one of your greatest moments and so ballsy. What is one notable thing you said to President Bush while out of character? Uh, my mom loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Keaton's 2012 appearance was widely acknowledged as weird. Among other things, she said she wouldn't vote for you as president. Did it, did it feel as awkward as it looked? I loved it. You did? Absolutely. I love when interview gets awkward. Because it's real. Because it's totally yes. unpredictable. We don't know what we're going to talk about. I had no idea what she was going to say next and 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 a change is as good as a holiday barack obama what's one question you would have killed to ask him but you couldn't because you were in character or wouldn't 
<laughs> Can we be friends? <laughs> um, when you interviewed Barney Frank back in 2005, you pretended not to know he was gay, and he didn't seem what to know what to make of you. Was he in on it or not? That's what we my wa- producer at the time was an actual news producer who had never done comedy before, and I'd done all these Daily Show interviews for years. We went to go see Barney Frank, and I'm I'm just messing with him for the entire time. And when the whole thing's over, Barney Frank takes up his mic and leaves, and and my producer goes, God, he was furious at you and I said absolutely not he was totally in art he's got a famous sense of humor he he thought that was really funny he was having a great time I was wrong yes thank you very much Colbert the truth second Stephen may be accustomed to the housewifey antics of the Capitol Hill but now that he's on my turf will that help him as he faces off against the original Kellyanne prototypes here's what Stephen I'm going to show you a clip of a housewife throwing out shade I want you to catch it and lob it back at her, okay? I may be out of my depth. Okay, we're going to see how you do. We're going to start with a classic from NeNe Leakes. Close your legs to marry me. I... I, Oh, okay. All right. Dorinda Medley. You know what? Why don't you stop getting vaginal rejuvenation and and put an easy path on that vagina with your howling Mm -hmm. tunnel? Um, why don't you have your Holland Tunnel closed for repairs? Yes, that's good. You're that's getting the, the idea. hang of it, yes. Okay, let's go to Tamara Marty in Orange County. I feel like you're warming up here. Okay, get there. You are you psychotic, like Jesus Jugs. You're psychotic. Jesus Jugs? Yes. Um, 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 you. <laughs> You really have the hang of this. One more. Let's go to New Jersey and the classic Caroline Manzo. You know what you are? You're a clown. Your whole life is a joke. And when I called you garbage, I meant that you were garbage. I am a clown. That's what I get paid for. Thank you very much, Stephen Colbert Report fans uh, recall Stephen's character was not only afraid for the future of America under the liberal agenda, he was also afraid of bears. Here's what. I hope you, Stephen, don't share the same phobia because a furry friend hopped on the Fire Island ferry with our bartender tonight and he snuck into the studio just to ask you some shady questions. Oh, shady Colbert. Stephen, you ready for the bear necessities. Yes, yes, yes okay. I am. I actually am afraid of bears, though. Okay. Not cartoon bears, but I'm actually afraid of real bears. Okay, what's your first question, Shady Colbert? Be honest. Uh, do you regret bringing Sean Spicer out for a surprise cameo when you hosted the Emmys? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I had no fear that it would redeem him. And did you, oh, you didn't? No. And did you expect the flack that you got? People said you normalized him. Uh, I, I knew that there'd be some people who wouldn't like it. And uh, the funny thing was, is that right before I brought him out, I I looked around the room and I said, and I thought to myself, there's not one joke I've told tonight to this room full of liberals that was a risk other than the one I'm about to do. And did and you love that? It was the joke that? I most wanted to do. And it, right. So you loved that. You were being provocative. Yes. Yes. All right. I like it that you answered that whole question with the Shady Bear next to you. Shady Bear, what's your next question? When Andy asked you to name a celebrity you'd never want to interview again, you pled the fifth. Got a better answer for us this time? Andy. (laughs) No! 
Okay, Shady Colbert. You're asking me that question yes. again when you know I won't answer I know. it. Okay. No. Who's the no, bear? There is no, there is no celebrity I that I don't love. <laughs> they're all, they're all fantastic. Okay, Shady Colbert, give him one more. Name one current politician who gives you the heebie-jeebies. Uh, Ted Cruz. All right, thank yeah. you, Shady Corbett. Time. Go. Um, uh, Melanie L. Facebook. How often do you talk to John Stewart in real life? Uh, talked to him twice last week, but that's not you know. There's no pattern. Uh, Hannah S. Texted. What was your first big splurge when you hit it big? I think I I bought some good food. <laughs> Honest to God, I remember when I had no money and the first time I actually had a gig. I went to Dunkin' Donuts and I brought, bought a egg croissant sandwich. When I, I'm talking about when I was really young, right, and I finally right, right. got a gig, and I went, "Oh, I'll I won't starve." And I got so excited that I bought a second one. Oh my God! <laughs> this is why we love him. He's a man of the people. Let's go to the phones. Danny from Detroit, Michigan, is on the line with a question for Stephen. What's your question? Hi, Andy. Love the show. Hi, Stephen. What kind of feelings do you get when the man who's supposed to be the leader of the free world starts tweeting insults at you? Also, what would your drag name be? Oh, my drag name What would your drag name be? I love it that she tagged that one. I did not come up with this one, but uh, it would be uh, Consuela Consuelo. Consuela Consuelo! My friend Jackie Hoffman. Jackie Jackie Hoffman. Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman came up with that one. Love Jackie. And the president has never insulted me on Twitter. I've done everything in my power to make that happen. He's insulted me in Time Magazine. Ah. And and he's he's talked about me in some other article, but I'm waiting for the Twitter. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to get blocked by him for a long time, and I feel like he stopped blocking people. Let's go to Shannon from Hilton Head. Hey, Shannon, what's your question for Steven? Hi, Andy. I love you. I'm your biggest fan. Thanks. Steven, I have a question. Um, out of all of the politicians you've interviewed recently, who do you think is the best liar? Who's the best liar? Who's the best liar? Um... Uh, let's see. The, the question is: Best means who is uh, who does it most fluidly? Yeah, I think or so. Or who gets away with it? Oh, that's because the people who get away with it, I can't tell that yeah, they're right. lying. Of course, there could be some great liars that I don't know about. But I did interview the president, and he is the most um, lies per minute right. of, of any politician on record, actually, to a pathological level. So I would say I got to give this up when somebody, someone's good at something. He's the best at it. It's you, sir. There you go. Uh, Blaine from Delaware. Hey, Blaine, what's your question? Hey, guys. Okay, Stephen. Since Tiffany Haddish said she was feeling you during her appearance on your show, was the feeling mutual? Tiffany Haddish oh, felt yeah. like she had a real thing going with you, and then when she got off the show, she found out you were married, and she no, was... No, she saw my ring in oh. the interview, oh, okay. and she turned it down. She turned the, she turned, she turned the burners down. Oh. I was feeling it. You were. You were feeling I it. I was 100% feeling it, but I didn't know whether she was sending out a vibe to me right. or whether she just always has the vibe. You have... And she came out there, and she did a body roll that... Just, just riveted me to my seat. Wow, she's you, a very attractive young lady, yes. but I'm very happily married. Yes, you have been happily married for a long time, and for the duration of all of your talk shows, have you had experiences where you've been doing your show where you have felt like, wow, if I was single, I actually feel like there could have been there could be a date here or something. Diane Keaton. Diane, really? <laughs> Jane Fonda. 
Jane Fonda got on my lap. lap. She got on my lap and stuck her tongue in my ear. Wow. Yeah. And, did and you... that was kind of nice. And having you, did you, did, did you, wait, did you make out with Helen Mirren? Yes. <laughs> Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren, I'm seeing a pattern here. Helen Mirren uh, came out and without any warning, kissed me on the lips passionately with her hand on the back of my head. And uh, everything has been downhill from then. Oh, let me just say, because yes. I actually have been doing my homework. Did you not also kiss my next door neighbor, Sally Field? I did. Okay. I did. And Andrew Garfield. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That was a really good kiss. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How was how was Sally? <laughs> She's the flying nun. Yeah, what she is. Want? Yeah, she is. By She's the way, a pro. you're from Charleston. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, yeah. Are you aware of the show that is taking over America. No joke. I mean, I try Southern very Charm hard to not be aware of Southern of anything Charm. associated with Thomas Ravenel. Do you? Oh, so what is your experience? No, or I, knowledge I'm from of there. He's like, he's a person. He's not like this guy. No, Thomas I know. Ravenel is an actual person to me. There's the Ravenel Bridge. The Arthur Ravenel oh, okay. Bridge, which is his dad. I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The odd thing about South Carolina is they name things for still living people. Right, right. Yeah. And so, and what is the reputation of Thomas Ravenel in South Carolina? <laughs> Just sterling. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely sterling <laughs> silver. And what was your reaction when you found out, oh, he's on a Bravo reality show? Well, the entire thing was depressing to me. Right, right. Because we don't want our, our this beautiful little town right. to be dissected as a, you know, as just, uh, and just, a, just an abattoir of morals. Um, by the way, the show... Is it good? The best. I know people like it. I know. I know people like it, but it's. I find the whole thing very depressing. No, I know. I know. Well, just so you know, it's like people on the Jersey Shore. Like Jersey Shore people go like, those people aren't from the Jersey Shore. Right. Those people, other than Thomas, are not from Charleston. No, they are. Shep is from Charleston. They are. Bull. No, sweetie, they are. I want to see the long-form birth certificate. No f***ing way. I'm not from Charleston, by the way. Well, then you're was, a carpetbagger. What do you care? I, came, I moved there when I was four. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now, my wife's family's been there since, like, 17. Oh, I want to talk to Evie about it. Uh, it's game time, everybody. Stephen may have more years in the hosting game, but my liver would beg to differ. So we're going to compare our hosty missteps with a round of Never Have I Ever Late Night Host Edition. Stephen, I'm going to throw out something a late night host might have done if either of us has done said thing. We say we take a sip of our cocktail. Here we go. Never Have I Ever Asked a Question That I Immediately Regretted. Do you remember what it was? Oh my God, I have lost count. Yeah, right. I have lost count. Because usually it's, we've got a perfect ending to the interview, and I go, let me just ask one more thing. Right. And then it, the guy just Goes answers with like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Um, never have I ever hooked up in my dressing room. I don't think I've done that. What's hooking up? Kissing? Uh, no, no, I think it, it, yeah. it, 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 well, I'd say exchange of bodily fluids. Okay. Um, never have I ever ducked into the bathroom to avoid saying hi to a guest. Sure. <laughs> never have I ever forgotten a guest's name mid-interview. Oh. Mm. 
That's why it's in the prompter. That's why it's in the prompter. I've looked up and it wouldn't. It wasn't in the prompter. And then just the sweat. I've had. I've well, said. Well, thank you for being yeah, here. I have a little thing in my ear, and I've said like this. What is your name? Like, like. Yeah, I can't do the thing in my no, ear because I'm oh. deaf in this ear, no. and if I put that in my ear, I can't hear you. Never have I, never have I ever followed an audience member on social media. I'm a little guilty of that. <laughs> never have I ever had to host a show while still nursing a hangover. Yes. <laughs> never have I ever passed gas while taping my show. <laughs> never have I, I passed gas while being on your yes. show. <laughs> never have I ever been high during an interview. I have not. You will be very surprised to know. I can't do it. You know what? Because then I'd forget to ask questions. Right. I would just go, he seems nice. Um, Are you a a stoner? What? Are you a stoner? There was a time in my life when I was very enthusiastic. candy? No, no, no. I mean, like, much earlier in my life. Then I found out that I couldn't read when I went to bed. If I was high, and so I stopped because right. I wanted to be able to read when I went to bed. There you go. Thanks for great. Uh, let's go to Teresa from San Diego. Hey, Teresa, what's your question? Hey, watch what happens live listeners. This year, I really wanted to make an effort to prioritize eating more nutritious food, but it can be hard to find the time to cook at home. That's why I'm so glad I found Factor. Each week, Factor gives you over 35 different meal options to pick from, including vegetarian, keto, protein plus, and calorie smart, and over 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling amazing all day long. Factor's delicious two-minute meals make it a total breeze to eat better even when you don't have time to prep, cook, and clean up. And with great add-ons like desserts and smoothies, it's a lot easier to make more nutritious choices at snack time. I love anything chocolatey and can't get enough of their chocolate banana shake. It's full of protein and super yummy. If you'd like to give Factor a try, just head over to factormeals.com slash WWHL50 and use code WWHL50 to get 50% off. That's code WWHL50 at factormeals.com slash WWHL50 to get 50% off. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Hey, Andy. Hey, Stephen. So, I'm curious, Stephen, if there was any resistance from CBS over you addressing the claims against Wes Moonves in your monologue? No, none. No resistance. No, none. We actually, uh, I mean, as soon as I heard that the article came out, uh, I, I knew that I'd have to talk about it on Monday night because we, we all we, we talk, talk about, about everything. It, we talk about everything, yeah. so this is a thing to talk about. But um, uh, that's kind of all I worked on that Monday was what I wanted to say. Yeah. And uh, about a half an hour before we taped, we told CBS. Yeah. We said, we're, we're going to do this. 
and um, and, and and we're going to do this. Right. And there was no pushback. Great. Nobody said a damn thing. Great. Uh, it is time for my mazel of the day. It goes to a restaurant in Denmark that ages its steak in logs of butter to ensure perfectly tender meat. You know, which is so funny because I do the same thing with the guys that I date. Um, tonight's shackle goes to the fact that workers on Mount Everest are struggling with how to safely transport human poop from climbers down the mountain in a way that doesn't contaminate nearby rivers. You've heard of this? Sure, yeah. Wow. It's important. Uh, it's, it's really important. Yeah, it is. Uh, you, you know who they should ask for uh, assistance? The staff who works at Tinsley's Rental Home in Cartagena who are very well-versed in mountains of poop. That's a real housewives of New York joke. It's okay. You don't have to tell me. Yes. Uh, thank you, Stephen and Philip. Host of the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, weeknights on CBS. Ooh, that feels good. A little ice on me ankle. <laughs> now it's really cold. Um, did you get a? Did you catch a little buzz tonight? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because this is the third one of these. Yeah, because I had to keep freshing it up because it wants tell. to look pretty. I can tell. Yeah. You got a little gigglier. I feel like. Yeah. Tell me the name of the drink you're drinking. Well, the drink. Here's the thing. I don't know the name of it actually. Okay. Is that this is my this is the summer this is my summertime jam. Okay. And I I'm drinking a lot of them because I'm trying to squeeze the most out of the summer that I possibly because I'm, I'm getting to that panicky part of the summer where I'm like oh my god yeah. I haven't had enough summer yet. Yes. So What's in I'm, the drink? Uh, this is Campari Stoli Orange uh, soda water with a splash of orange juice on top. And when you first make it, it looks like a tequila sunrise. Yes. And so I didn't know the name for it. I don't have a name for it. But Anthony, one of your producers, yes. said, why don't you call it a, because it's Campari, you call it a Capri, a Capri Sunset. The best title ever. <laughs> Philip, have you ever made one of those? I actually have not, but I just was telling him earlier backstage that we could sell a lot of those on Fire Island. Absolutely. Yeah, because as I told him, yes, you it is the gayest drink ever. <laughs> um, let's go back to the phones. You, you are what you eat. Yes. <laughs> Caller, what's your name and from where are you calling? <laughs> Hi, my name is Corey from Queens. Hey, Corey, what's your question? First, Andy, you are my favorite. I love you. Thank you. Uh, Steven, on a scale of one to WTF, how freaked out were you when Sean Penn started smoking cigarettes on your show and said he took an Ambien before? What was the second half of that? And, and he said he took an Ambien before. Oh, I forget about the Ambien part because I was so freaked about, about the cigarettes. Right. Uh, oh, I don't know. I wasn't actually that freaked out because I grew up with uh, <laughs> with on... Carson and Letterman yeah, and everybody right. was always smoking. And yeah. I know that it's absolutely verboten and please don't smoke. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed perfectly normal to me. And he was smoking so much when I went to go see him downstairs because I say hi to the guests sometimes beforehand. He was just smoking like a chimney. And, and I know that he had, he had smoked in some other interview he had recently done, oh, on CBS This Morning or CBS Sunday Morning or something. I said, now, are you going to smoke on my show? And he goes, well, not if you're going to stop me. I said, you're the guest. You can do what you want. So when he smoked on the show, I said, get me an ashtray just in case he smokes. Right. But, I mean, the guest is the guest. I'm not going to stop him. Like, you want a drink? I'll get you a drink. You right. want to smoke? You smoke. What, whatever. Like, if an artist comes on to do a musical number on the show, they'll often say, like, what do you want him to play? I'm like, he's the artist. Choose what you want right. to play. So, I mean, part of Sean Penn's art is smoking. Right. <laughs> so I wasn't freaked out at all. Back to oh, the, I remember the ambient part. Yeah. That made sense because he rambled. 
Yes. It was but a I weird love, I love him. I yeah, know he's, he's kind of crazy and problematic, but <laughs> but what would art be without crazy people? Well, that's true. Well, do you think that the society in general is just getting that everything's becoming problematic in terms of what people can say and not? I mean, I feel like yes, it yeah. is. But it doesn't mean that they're not that that things aren't problematic. Like mm-hmm. you know, what what we often things that are problematic are uh, communities have felt underrepresented, underrepresented, <laughs> underrepresented, <laughs> or 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 told to get over their feelings. Right. But their feelings are always valid. Valid. So yes. it's who am I as straight, uh, white, Christian, male. male yeah. American, I guess, right. to go like, oh, get over yourself. Yes. So while I don't always understand the problematic nature of it, right. I always respect someone's uh, someone's feelings about what's problematic, and I want to know what they mean. I don't always understand, you know, truthfully, yeah. but I want to know what they mean. Good answer. Uh, back to the phones. Caller, what's your name and from where are you calling? Hi, Andy. Hi, Stephen. This is Janelle from Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh. Hey, Janelle. What's Amy Sedaris' hometown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My question's for Stephen. Okay. Which fired politician from the White House will be the first one to do Dancing with the Stars? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> we thought it was going to be the Mooch. Uh, no, the Mooch might go back. The Mooch still talks to the president. Wow. He's still in communication. I hope it's Hope Hicks. Because I'd like to see Is her it- in something glittery. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Isn't she yeah. too classy? What? Isn't she too classy? Is she really classy or is I she don't. just from Connecticut? Right. Age old question. Age old question. Yeah. Uh, back to the phones. Call her. What's your name and from where are you calling? This is, I should have Hi. more good tagline. Uh, that that could have been some good housewife shade for one of those. You're right. not classy. Yeah. You're from Connecticut. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hey, what's your question? Hi, um, this is Alexa from Buffalo. Um, first of all, Stephen, I think you're absolutely hilarious, and I love you. You're genius. I agree. And Andy, I love you too. I watch you all the time. <laughs> I watch you all the time. Um, so, my question for you is: What was your best memory of your time at Second City? Uh, my best memory of the time at Second City was any time uh, in. The improvisational scene uh, went uh, so well that you had no sense of who was leading. Right. You know, um, my, my, my best friends that I made there were Amy Sedaris and Paul Dinello, who were hired on the same day, along with Chris Farley. We were all, we all traveled around together, and that was that was an I didn't amazing. Know Farley memory. was in your class. Farley and I traveled around the road for about six months together before he actually got hired quickly and then went off to SNL. But Farley was. Um, he was really joyful. What people don't know, he was really smart. He wasn't actually like the right. sort of the, the bumbling dolt that he played. Right. He was a smart, really, a man filled with an enormous heart. Um, but the actual memories of the moments are when you do an improv scene and you didn't know whose idea it was at, at the end of it. Right. We did a scene once called Maya where I was uh, a guy who took Steve Carell back to my hometown and and in the South. And in the scene, it was all fully improvised entire cast scene which is very hard to do for everybody to improvise and in my hometown we established the improv that when I'm home I'm not like a 28 year old white man I'm actually an old black woman 
okay? And I changed nothing about my performance, but everybody spoke to me and called me Shirley Wentworth. And, and, and then at the end of it, Carell was also an old black woman, and we sang spirituals together. And it was the strangest, most surreal scene that I ever did that I could never explain how it came about. Right. And it was maybe the most beautiful thing I ever did on stage. Wow. And, um... Uh, it's the only time we ever did a whole improv scene where after it was over, we didn't change a single word. We just put it into the show. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Because I was obsessed with Maya Angelou at the time because she had just done President Clinton's, yes. uh, the, the, the occasional the poem for his inauguration, yes, like We amazing. Rise. Yeah. And I was also obsessed with Sweet Honey in the Rock, which is the great North Car- Wilmington, North Carolina um, uh, gospel acapella group. Yeah. And I was also obsessed with how when I'm home in South Carolina, I'm a different person. And that I, I speak differently, I act differently, people treat me differently. Yeah. And uh, my director at the time said, see if you can find a way to put all three of those together. Wow. And that was the scene. And so that was probably the peak for me there, that, that one scene. That's amazing. Uh, back to the phones. I think we have last call of the night. Caller, what's your name and from where are you calling? Hi, this is Meredith from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Meredith, what's your question? I have a question for Stephen, obviously. As someone who knows her well, what are the craziest and then the most normal things about Amy Sedaris? Um, uh, uh, the what's well, craziest? Uh, uh, she the craziest thing about Amy Sedaris is that you could be writing a scene with her because for years. Um, Paul Donnell and I, who were writing partners for... He still works on my show, but we were really yeah. writing partners for 15 years. And we wrote a lot for Amy. And it was an honor to be to, to work in service to her because yeah. she's such an amazing character actress. Yeah. Is that she would seem like she wasn't paying attention at all. It would be like 4 o'clock in the morning, we'd be writing, she'd be in the corner frosting cupcakes yeah. or making yeah. candy skulls out of sugar or something yeah. like that because she was always baking. Yeah. And then she... We, would, we wouldn't know what how the scene was supposed to go and she would say well what uh, well what if uh, what if they followed a squirrel into the forest and then we would say what what was that what was that and she's like what did i say and whatever <laughs> she said was the answer but and i mean this as a compliment kind of like an idiot savant she did not know that she had absorbed every problem in the script and come up with the answer wow. with no effort and it would kind of infuriate us because we were Chopping Churning, wood for yeah. hours, trying yeah. to come up with the answer, and it would come out of her like breathing. That's amazing. And the most normal thing about Amy was um, uh, she's very, she's very loving and giving, and um, and she she's very kind, and she loves to make you feel better with food. Yes, she does. Yeah. She's great. Um, and you're great. And thank you for indulging us tonight. We oh, love you having you. Everybody watch the late show with Stephen Colbert. Weeknights on CBS. You can catch Philip uh, right there on Fire Island with the second floor for more. Click on BobbleTV.com. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, new episodes go live Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you're subscribed. Have a great rest of your night. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. 
That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the cat in the hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today. Welcome to Pura. The most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the Outer Lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us in Pura. Promised to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pure. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.